issue number 23 i'm marty i'm kyle i'm josh follow us on social media at sports trebuchet on twitter and instagram or email us at sports trebuchet pod at gmail.com also check out our podcast buddies over at juicing the numbers podcast you'll hear more from them later let's get started what i wanted to get into was uh marty's corner it's me it's me, it's me, it's me. <laughs> um, so I had a challenge uh, that I actually kind of tipped you off on, which is not, it's kind of against the rules, but I thought we could take an exercise I saw on Twitter and use it for the podcast. So I want to take a player from any sport or any league, but I guess that qualifies as the same thing, uh, and guarantee his health for his entire career and see maybe the biggest ripple effect you can make out of it. So, hypothetically, Ken Griffey Jr. is incredibly healthy his whole career. That's a good And one. what it does for the league. Um, who wants to go first? Um, I'll spit out one that I had said earlier when you, when you, uh, when you brought, this to, brought this to me. Um, RG3. Yeah. RG3 is an incredible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. took the league by storm. Led them with, what, they were like 11 and 5 his first yeah. year. He played amazing, and then he got hurt, and he was never the same again. He was, I feel like he was the closest comp to Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes. He had arm strength. He had speed. I could say he's probably quicker than Mahomes. He's definitely faster. He was like a Texas State champion in the 100, um, or a hurdler, like a, a, a hurdle state champion. Not hurling, like throwing up uh, or throwing things. (laughs) But the thing that makes it even more interesting to me about it is that that offense, even kind of running at the same time Kaepernick doing his thing, they took the league by storm. And then when he got hurt, it was proof of, it was the lack of proof of concept because he got hurt, couldn't do it anymore. And it delayed the offenses we see now in the NFL for like two or three years. Yeah. And now the Rams, and now everybody has RPOs, and they're doing their thing. But RPO, can't RPO. wait to hear that again in a couple months. RPO is going to be—it's like the drink. If it's a drinking game, you're dead in college <laughs> or in the, the pros. Now we got another one though. Do you think he wins a championship if he's healthy? Not on the Redskins. Time? Ooh, <laughs> not on the Redskins, man. I. What do they, they? They never really put anything around him. No, they never but, put anything around Cousins. But if he's going into his third year and he's killing it like he did his first year, maybe you have people lining up. Maybe I don't know if it's that. I mean, I mean, look at the look at the receiver signings that they've made in the past. They've been terrible. Yeah, this is a poorly run organization. It wasn't until this year they had a good draft. Yeah, and it I was mean, way before the RG three that they had a good draft because RG three they traded up. Their entire franchise, basically. And they spent a ton of money on Terrell Prior to be a receiver there. Yeah. I mean, he, was was a, he was a cool back to begin with, right? Yes, right. he was, yeah. Yeah, and a pretty good one in college. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. really good. And he had a really good year at Cleveland as I was a receiver. Say he went to Cleveland. Yeah. But he, I mean, he was never going to be a number one. And to spend the money on him to bring him, Brandon Lloyd. I mean, oh, God, yeah. Well, didn't they, they bring in Stallworth right before he went to the Patriots? After he killed a guy? 
<laughs> Maybe it was after the Patriots. Maybe it's another guy that was fast but couldn't catch. It could have been several days. Who knows? Um, okay, I like that one. Here, let's keep going. Josh, uh, what you got? I'm struggling because there's not been a huge amount of like... It's a cricket player. I'm going to shoot Watershed ones. So I was like looking for soccer ones and like... The only, I was Googling them too, and the only one that really came up was George Best from way back in the day. So he was like a superstar player back in like 60s, 70s, I think. He retired at 26. Ooh. And like he was widely regarded as like one of the best ever. Um, That's a rough. rough and right he, yeah, he re- chose to, and now he's like a raging alcoholic. I don't know if he's still alive, actually. Is he hanging out um, with Maradona? Uh, no. I would love to see them meet, though. <laughs> so much substance abuse. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, there was, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, was it him? There was a boxer that died in the ring. Oof. And it was in the 90s, and I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Anthony Joshua? No. It was <laughs> that was his that died in the ring. <laughs> um, God, who was it? Someone died in the 90s anyway. Um, and it basically changed the sport. They took it down like two rounds. They they did a lot of work on making it safe. And like, if you want to play it on a real dark tone, what if he didn't die? How long would it have took for them to get this to redo it and make it safer? Was he a big player in the boxing community? Uh, no, but I think the person he fought was huge. I think it was like Bruno or Eubank or someone pretty major on the international heavyweight. So does it take? So. Does it take like Floyd Mayweather breaking his neck and getting paralyzed, like in? million dollar baby for them to change the rules <laughs> possibly um, um, my other one I had was uh, in terms of retiring too soon uh, and I'm only mentioning it mainly because it came to my head from uh, the Twitter conversation we had last before the last episode and it was Vitaly Klitschko a boxer who's the younger brother or the older brother I think he's oh. the older brother of Vladimir um, but looking back at fights uh, I genuinely believe Vitaly was the better boxer between the two of them. Um, and he chose to go into politics instead, which was bizarre as it is. Um, he's fought like a, in a different arena, as it were. Yeah, and he did pretty well. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's still in it. Um, he's still chilling. But he he retired early from boxing, and he probably could have took... And he refused to fight Vladimir, too. They refused to do the brother versus brother bit. Um, God, that would have been insane. Vitaly was the older brother. I just confirmed. And it's pretty certain that he probably would have won that too. So, you know, he could have ruled the heavyweight division if he wanted to. Do you think Um, by him doing that, it would also nuke his little brother's chances? Because absolutely, he's always he's always going to be second. Yeah, that's a tough one, though. I got a question for you. What if? How much of a difference would this have made if Peter Cech didn't have the head injury? That's a good one, too. He probably would have been the highest paid goalkeeper of all time, would be my guess. Do you think that his play would have changed quite dramatically? Or? I, I know that he, he still would, had I a great his, career. But. I think his play changed dramatically after. So I think if he would have continued on the trajectory he was on... I think it'd have been the highest paid goalkeeper today. And a little background information: he got his head injury in a match. Yes. Getting kneed in the head. Yeah, he came out to get the ball, slid into the ball, and a lad called Stephen Hunt for Reading 
caught him with his knee on the back of his head, fractured his skull, and all that yeah. beautiful bit of brain bleeding and all that sort of shit. So in order to, him to con- in order for him to continue playing, he had to uh, he had to wear the hat that everybody sees him in now. So. Yeah, I don't know what his hair looks like. I've never seen it. It's just never regular hair. It's, it's just, just regular hair. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it bald him a little bit. But I mean, like, yeah, I guess that with him, he doesn't have the head injury. He might go on to be one of the greatest. He still is one of the greatest goalie. Like you get, yeah, he's in that category. But I mean, just think about how good he could have been without that injury. Yeah, I, I think he probably would have been the, ahead of the keeper class. Yeah, I think he would have. I think uh, so. I have one in particular that has a big butterfly effect, but the smaller one, if I really, really that small, uh, Derek Rose. I was going to bring him up. Uh, in the NBA. He was the Bulls player, right? Yeah. He was like, I knew his name, and I've never watched a basketball game. He because was he was supposed so, to be like the next so big good. thing. He won the MVP, and then he destroyed his knee. Destroyed and then just kept knee. destroying it, right? Like, it was yeah. the same injury that just kept recurring over and over again. He rehabbed, then he came back, uh, like, this next season, and, like, within... A game or two, he had re-injured. He had, like, retorn something in his leg. And he couldn't come back. I mean, he even had... This past year, he had a 50-point game for the Timberwolves. Because he could shoot. No, he could never be a great shooter. He was, I felt like he I felt like he was the, like... No. Nah, I know he drove to the basket, but I felt like he had a pull-up game, too. Yeah, he played for the for a Cal Perry team. He can't shoot. <laughs> just dribble. <laughs> just dish and drive. Drive and dish. Um... Yeah, no, he he's a great one. I think that if he doesn't have that injury, he is just constantly going yeah. on. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's right still there. he's in the top five mm-hmm. players right now playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and maybe the East also doesn't fall apart in that way because you'd have a solid base there. LeBron was still doing his thing. I think Dwayne Wade was still doing his thing. I think you have a great chance with him and Jimmy Butler when they were together That'd in the cool. East. That would have been. What fun. if LeBron went and joined them? Possibly, I mean, Carmelo earlier in his career may have yeah. gone to gone to Chicago. God, that'd be so weird. Yeah, seeing him there could Chicago have been a Phillies. huge ripple effect of that. Um, and and I'm gonna go snake draft on this, and then we'll go around one more turn if you want. Sure. Uh, the other one that I liked, the first thing that came to my mind was Terrell Owens, um, the receiver, and the reason wasn't because he still had a fantastic career regardless, mm-hmm. but it only affects one season. If he's always healthy, the NFL maybe never or at least delays banning horse collar tackles because it was his injury that kicked off that conversation and they banned it the next year because it was Roy Williams, the Cowboys safety, that did it to him, that mm-hmm. broke his leg by dragging him down by the back of his uh, jersey. And then he's healthy against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl, which would have, which was their second. It was their second in a row. That was their second in a row. The year before that, they beat the pa- no, they beat the Panthers. They beat the Rams in there somewhere. So this would have been their third. Third in four years. As part of the stuff. Okay, gotcha. So they would have won two in four years, potentially, if T.O.'s healthy. Because he still balled out in that Super Bowl. And he was coming off a broken leg and wasn't 100% and still had a great game. The Eagles potentially win, delaying the Patriots' dynasty. And also maybe extending an Eagles dynasty that they were really, really good in those little years where it was Donald McNabb, Terrell Owens. You had that defense that had like 
Uh, you had Brian Westbrook was the mm-hmm. running back still. You had Todd Pinkston. You had Freddie Mitchell. God, Todd Pinkston. <laughs> oh, my God. And then uh, your defense was a blitzing mess, but you had... Uh, Hugh Douglas, I think, was still on Hugh the Douglas team. Hugh Douglas was there. The safety that I can't remember his Brian name. Brian Dawkins. Yeah, Brian Dawkins was there. Yeah. Um, Troy Vincent was still there. And at that point, that maybe prevents... Jeremiah Trotter. God damn. Those are great names. You maybe prevent the Giants from ever winning one because you're running that division. And maybe force Coughlin out or something. The Cowboys were still a mess because I think Romo had just started around that time. Or maybe not even yet. I might have still been blood, so. Yeah, that was like 04. Yeah. So we're still in the Quincy Carter years. Um, <laughs> uh, injury that kind of changed the game, not so much for this guy's career, but changed the game was Tom Brady going out. That uh, that that started the you can't go low on a quarterback. Yeah. Because they rolled up on him. Meanwhile, Carson Palmer is getting like his leg destroyed by the goddamn Steelers. Every but year. No, no, one, no <laughs> one cares. He's just getting rolled up on by two people. Second Tom Brady goes years. out. They they decide to uh, to institute a rule where you can't go low. That starts the whole roughing the pass or like nonsense that we're now in, where you have to hit a hit a quarterback and like a got to make sure there's not a, a rough breeze. Yeah. By. Well, and Matt Castle never has the year he has. So, so he never gets the contract from Kansas City. And perhaps Belichick's uh, what's-his-face that went to the Broncos as a coach, um, that coached Tebow. Oh, Maybe uh, he doesn't get a job. Josh McDaniels, Josh man. McDaniels doesn't go and get a head coaching job immediately because the proof of concept of nobody, doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, they're going to win 11 <laughs> yeah. games in this system. Um, God, that's a good one. But I wish the opposite, that he was always hurt. <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of wonderful. Always here. Uh, changing a little bit, Owen Hart. Ooh. I was wondering if anyone was going to bring that up. I didn't even think about factoring wrestlers in because I was going to go to Ben Lawry, but I'm not going <laughs> to. See, I feel like he was kind of nearing the end of his career. In the latter half of his career. In terms of the ripple-on effect, like, how long until they acknowledge the CT, CT stuff? Well, yeah, and if he's if he's perfectly healthy, everything's the same because he really didn't miss anything due to injury, but he had the CTE thing going on. So, potentially, he's not getting CTE and doesn't... Uh, what did he do again? But Owen is a better one, I think, oh, because he, he wasn't anywhere near retiring. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I think that he could have been on the verge of a great push. Another injury in that realm, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. He, he wrestled his last like last couple of years in the WWE with serious neck injuries. Serious. What about all of the injuries? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about Triple H? Because he came back as a huge face, right? After that big injury, was it his quads when he blew him? Yeah, well, one of the times he blew his quad. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one time and he was gone for a while, almost a year. Right? Came back he came in back to two thousand. Yeah. And had that not happened, potentially, his career doesn't end up the way it is. No, he was still in a huge push. He would have been part of the invasion at that point, too. He had already won championships beforehand. He was already part of the... But he wasn't the game until he he came back, was he? He was already the game. Um, So it would have definitely changed the game. It would have changed the game. Edge tore his Achilles in that house shirt and was out of off TV for almost 15 months and then came back and went from being 
second to Christian to edge with the Edgeheads, Vicky Guerrero facing Undertaker at WrestleMania, the edge that we all remember. And then the next thing dickhead. And then and then the retirement after that, I didn't even think about the fact that he retired super early. Yeah. Um, well, just kind of going back to the CTE kind of deal, Chris Nowitzki, remember him? Can, it was like in 2004, he was the kid from Harvard that he would always come out, like he had like the big age on his, on his trunks, he was kind of promoting that he got an injury and he um he was a head head injury and the doctors told him no you can't go anymore um he's the one that's been spurring on a lot of the cte conversations uh from there and the, and the concussion protocol conversation because he actually is a harvard grad and he spoke a lot on espn after that that's crazy yeah well how about um oh boy the d-lo paralyzed draws who was supposed to get like a major push? Yeah. Like they were really, really high on. Yeah. <laughs> Any wrestling injury. I've got one more for me for sports. What if Emiliano Sala didn't get on that shitty plane? Oh. Survived and went on to play for Cardiff for the last half of last season. Does Cardiff get relegated? Do Cardiff get the two to three points they needed to stay up? Who is it at the expense of? Because that then changes every game they play. Yeah. Because that could... Fine, you could say, like, well, that's Brighton gone. But if we... Like, it could change the way we play against them. It could change the way they play against other teams. Like, it, it would change the entire... Is... I guess when Cardiff was playing the way they were playing, anybody can help. But what was the... The scout on him? On Salah? Salah. He's a decent player. He played for uh, FC Nantes at in the French main division, like the top division. He played 120 games, 42 goals, uh, and was generally seen by all the analysts who were big on European football, which I am not, but the ones who were paid to be, uh, all thought it was a very good sign. Like it would as be, relative to Cardiff, as relative to Cardiff, yeah. Um, it was their club record signing. It wasn't like a half-assed, hopeful punt. Like this was one that they put there. They pinned yeah. their hat. Like they pinned their mass to. But mass is kind of a weird word. I feel like because uh, uh, he wasn't on a boat. He probably would have been better off if he had been. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been inter- That's that would be an interesting one. Yeah, if he stays up, does Carter stay up? Yeah. Or if he goes there, do they sink without a trace? Because Ever a lot of people note the fact that they see yeah. without a trace. You just nailed <laughs> I'm doing them unconsciously too. But like, if he goes and he isn't that good, do they get relegated faster than Fulham do? Is that something that then gives Fulham a chance to survive? Because right, Cardiff are just trash, and they don't get that morale bounce back of we're going to do it for him. Because that was also a big part of their like resurgence in the second half of the year was them saying we're going to do it for Salah. Like, is that does that even, like is he are they just crap and they step they're crap. just shit right? Yeah. They fall down. They I just keep down the table. Say, yeah, I keep wanting to Jesus. make things like that, and then I realize I'm being mean. But I think that would be an interesting one, especially because it was just this year, and there's two hundred plus million pounds at stake every time. Yeah, that's crazy. So, like... Kai, you had one more? Uh, yeah, just one more wrestling-wise page. 
she would definitely add to what's going on now. Yeah. Yep. And how long would it, would she have gone, you know? Because she's like, what, 23 now? 24? 24, 25. Surprised Josh didn't say Alexa. Has <laughs> <laughs> she, she been a champion for the last year and a half if she doesn't get hurt? <laughs> Hi, my name is Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And we are the hosts of a statistics and sports podcast called Juicing the Numbers. We cover the NFL, college football, MLB, and the NHL with anything that we like to talk about in between. If you like sports and the numbers behind it, come check out our show, Juicing the Numbers, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at JuicingPOD. So last week it was announced that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were going to be the executive producers for Raw and SmackDown, respectively. And they started this week. We both watched every second, I think, of Raw and SmackDown, right? Just about. I mean, I was yeah, like, I fast forwarded through some stuff. Yeah, but, middle uh, of matches sometimes. Yeah, uh, Natty and uh, Lacey, Lacey. definitely yeah. fast forwarded through that one. Yeah. Um, what did we think? Have we noticed a difference? Um, I mean, I read something where there wasn't much. Influenced by Heyman on Raw, but it felt like there was between the giant explosion at the starting, um, which felt like it had his yeah. handprints all over it. Yeah, the way too many fireworks. We <laughs> just kept going and going. Pyromaniac. Wasn't expecting it, <laughs> so that was fun. Um, the Mike Canellas and Maria Canellas deal didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, the cuck of all cucks. Yeah. I uh, thought that they handled... Cuck Canellas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that they handled the whole storyline of the club all the way through the entire night. That went really, really well. It, it, it went really well, but they planted that seed... Last week, before then, too. Sure. Like, you had Ricochet, you had AJ, you had AJ yelling at the boys because he wanted to focus on it. And I thought that the way it was going, because they had had that long thread, that the swerve was going to be AJ and Ricochet team up. Because he's turning on the good, Yeah, before they even get a chance to form. Um, but besides that storyline aspect of it, the way it was produced, like you said, planted throughout the night, was yeah. perfect. It, it's like... That's what everything... That's what the old Raws were missing, right? Yeah. The old Raws didn't have match quality. They didn't even have particularly good storylines, but they always had a theme for an episode or for a few weeks. Yeah. Where it was like, cool, Rock's hunting down Stone Cold or whatever. And so for three weeks, every Monday night, you see him at a gas station looking for him or at a bridge looking for him or, you know, whatever. Was, there was a beginning, middle, and end. And it was yeah. something they'd follow back up with the, without, within, the sto- within the night, which it felt right. It felt better. It just yeah. Um, Which when they had uh, when they had the initial part of the brand split, the newest brand split, they did that with absolute top class execution on SmackDown. Yeah, they had a running theme all night, and then if they could blow it off on Talking Smack, they would even do it then. Like they had, they executed it to absolute perfection. Mm-hmm. I I wish in in some ways that. We'll, we'll touch on it maybe two weeks from now. We have Bobby coming back for a special episode in two weeks. But um, 
after kind of a month and after a pay-per-view, it'll be interesting to see if anything's changed. But I think that something's going to purely on the fact that if Vince is pouring himself into the XFL, he's only going to have so much time. That might be a blessing in disguise with him doing that. I think it will be for both parties. I think XFL maybe benefits from it, honestly. From that startup kind of feel? Yeah, and then I think that... um, I think that WWE does it. And a lot of people were upset that Trips wasn't one of those people. He's got his hands full with NXT. Yeah, that's, yeah it's, that's, that's the thing. I'd rather have him focused on NXT, NXT UK. I think he's got 205 Live now. He's responsible for that. Mm-hmm. And let him keep doing what he's doing. Play the boy. Make that money. And at some point, he'll be able to come up. And yeah. it always allows for the invasion possibility. Yeah. Because you know sure they've got a plan. I'm sure he... I don't think he wants to leave NXT. I think if he was given, like, hey, you've got full creative control over Raw or SmackDown, or you can keep NXT, I think he'd want to keep it. Because of one of those things being the fact that he probably has an entire invasion storyline in his head. Yeah. <laughs> and he's basically being able to run it without... And Vince doesn't even know what's going on. Exactly. On I can guarantee you Vince doesn't know 50% of the roster on NXT. Yeah. I think. I think there's... He's made, in the last year and a half or so, some really good hires, though, that would allow him not to have to. Um, and even so much as, like, I think at some point they're going to buy up Evolve to have Gabe Sapolsky, because Gabe Sapolsky's apparently just a really great mind for the business. Okay. I mean, they already do, don't they, Loki? Like, I mean, they already, essentially... They run everything... Well, I mean, they have a partnership. That's right. why everybody that... Wrestles at a big event and hit evolve usually ends up getting signed within six months. Yeah, it was the the documentary I was watching on Vice. It was like the future of wrestling or whatever. Um, half the card is going to be on that, and it was in that NXT tournament. The like, the, yeah, the one that they hadn't made the air yet, like Shane Strickland, ACH, all those guys. Matt Riddle was wrestling for Evolve. Gargano was wrestling for Evolve before he got signed. And Ciampa, Drew McIntyre. All of them were hit and evolved, so they're already kind of the feeder to NXT, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Dunne, I think, was used, was on Evolve for a bit. No, uh, there's yeah. no doubt he was because he yeah. was everywhere. Yeah, he still yeah, does progress, I think, too. Right? Like yeah, he still they, does. He still does some Euro. Um, a lot of the NXT UK did show up at very small shows in yeah. the UK and Europe. Like they still like do all that shit. The WWE seems to really not be that bothered, like because what competition are a UK show? I think also, I think it's Triple H. Yeah, I think that he's yeah. kind of not totally upset with that kind of deal. You don't have a TV Bills deal in the UK. You yeah. can't honestly expect to sign people and have them be exclusive to your brand that is only available on an app when they're still not going to be getting. But you know, we all know they're not going to get paid a certain amount. You know, mm-hmm. but it's probably pretty. It's probably a pretty great payday for those dudes that can then go work at ICW Progress. Um, all across Europe. And it's not like they have the performance center like they have down in Orlando where these guys are basically on like a college campus, you know? Yeah, exactly. You kind of say, yeah, you're going to be exclusive to us, but this is the perks. You're going to be in this area. You're going to be performing at the same arena. It's going to, it's basically wrestling college. Right. (laughs) And and it helps that it's in England too, honestly, or the UK in general, because it is small enough so that those guys can wrestle for one and drive three hours to a completely different promotion that's not as different as 
if you did the Charlotte promotion and drove and went to a DC promotion? Because I'm sure those are vastly different. America's indies are fucking... They hit the entire spectrum of just deathmatch to... Yeah. Shakara. I mean, the UK's no different, though. Like, the UK wrestling scene is like... I mean, we're seeing the beginnings of it now, like, coming through. Yeah. And it's only going to get bigger because... I'm excited. It'll, uh, we'll all keep tabs on it anyways, but... I think that we're going to have to wait a month, two months, to see if we really do start to see, like, a... I think it'll be after SummerSlam. That sure. If there's anything, because it would be... For them to... I think he's giving... Letting them hold on to the steering wheel, and he's in the passenger seat, Vince is, in this situation, with one of those steering wheels like they have in the driver's cars. Oh, sorry. They're in driver's ed. Yeah, driver's ed cars. That like There's two steering wheels, two sets of brakes, and all of it. I think he's in that seat until SummerSlam to see if they know what they're doing. And, and they've got... And he's got an idea of where they need to get... Where he wants to go for SummerSlam, and after that... Yeah, like exactly. the reins and... Or until the Brock, you know, until the Brock cash-in is where he's, where I think Vince has got an idea. Maybe. That might be in October. SummerSlam seems like the time. To me, I feel like that Fox. Fox? That's like the perfect, I heard a rumor also that they're trying to get The Rock to come back for that night too. For the Fox. For the Fox. The first Fox. That'd be easy. That'd be an easy get. He'll just walk through and then like slut shame everybody because that's what he does. (laughs) Slut shame Mandy. Yeah. Carmella. Carmella, for sure. You Paul are Russo right. Russo Jabroni. He didn't even work there anymore, but... <laughs> and they'll love it anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and they'll get eaten up. All right, uh, we're going to say fuck Nasta, and we're going to go to the NBA. Sounds good. So, um, there's three things. Uh, NBA free agency that has started, the NBA draft that's finished since the last time we spoke, and then the NBA awards, the yearly awards that got handed out. Let's start with the awards. Okay. Yeah. Um, the biggest question I had for you, uh, going over just three awards here, because six-man award doesn't matter to anybody. Uh, truly. Lou Williams. Oh, although, how great is it that the first and second place votes for the six-man award were on the same team? Um, Was it Lou Williams? Lou Williams and Montrez. Oh, Harold. Yeah, but they both looked for the same team, so someone had to be the seventh man. What's the, what's the award about? So, the six-man... Uh, best player it, off the bench. Yeah, best player off the bench, basically. Oh. You have a subs award, Jesus Christ. Well, some of these guys play more minutes than the starters. They come in and they, uh, yeah, that's and some and some of these guys that are on the bench too are good on the last. Le- that's how they're keeping their legs. Like the way you're fine with Murray playing if he's coming in maybe in the 70th minute, but he shouldn't be playing an entire match. Similar to if you have an NBA player that's let's say Pau Gasol, who's probably still starting for the Spurs, but. If he's no, I, if he's he, I don't if think he even played last year. If he's sure. on the bench, you have experience to come off. Right. All right. So the three awards: the NBA NBA Most Valuable Player, the NBA Rookie of the Year, and the NBA Most Improved Player. We have ooh, the MVP is Giannis and and Tantacumpo and Tantacumpo. <laughs> That's a tough one. We should have had Josh read these. Yeah, no it's problem. Giannis. It's Giannis. Giannis. So he's Greek, good point. And then uh, the Rookie of the Year, Luka Doncic, who's Slovenian. Slovenian. And then Pascal Saikam, who is... Cameroon. Cameroonian. Cameronese? Cameronese? Isn't that what they have at Duke? Cameronese. Well, those are the Cameron Cameroonian. Cameroonian. Is it Cameroonian? Cameroonian, sure. Um, 
for uh, for all of the talent in the US, how have they just got three totally random small country internationals? That's what I wanted to talk about. Big team players. I know what your answer is going to be, but give me a reason why it's good that foreign players won all those three titles. Those three. Uh, why is it good? It means that the game is becoming more global. There, the the NBA has done a wonderful job of marketing the game to many different countries. They, they'll go, go over in the preseason play a game in China. They'll go over and play in Europe. They, they are great ambassadors of the game. Do they have any... Uh, so the NFL plays in London. Baseball are doing them in London now. Do the NBA have any? Not so much during the season, but they do, okay. but, but they do like preseason tours. Where they go over and they'll have like a couple teams and they'll go play in like Italy. Or the same go way play. that yeah. we've got Arsenal and Fiorentina here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do the same thing. Um, and also, it it doesn't hurt that you know, uh, for some reason, Eastern Europe really gravitated towards basketball a long while ago, yeah, like they, in the nineties, the like early nineties. Probably because it's cold and. Maybe cold and indoor. Well, and they also had a they had a guy that I don't know. They've been into a lot. They they like their football too. Is it also the basketball? It's just there's just nothing else, right? There's not handball. They love handball. Do you think that that's like kind of that might be part? You know, it's another sport that uses your hands. I I, you know I I don't I don't know. It's um, yeah, I don't know. They also did have a. Star in the early '90s has sadly passed away in Drazen Petrovic, who was all of Eastern Europe had a star. No, but he was a, he was a he was an Eastern European star. He was gotcha. He came he came over and he showed that he could that somebody can come over and really play very well. First time I heard of him. Really, he was yeah. a Nets player. He died in the early '90s. Um, he was actually uh, Vladi Divas' like best friend. Oh shit! And but they were on Vladi different died. sides of, of the Yugoslavian uh, war. <laughs> well, and, um, brilliant. and what you mentioned about how good they are on the foreign side, uh, they're also really good at home if they sign Giannis, right? A Greek dude. They're one hundred percent marketing to the Greek people, and they're selling merchandise that has. Greek shit in it, not unlike the way the Rockets did with Yao Ming. When Yao Ming came over, he was Chinese, and everybody in China was a fucking Rockets fan. And it didn't hurt that their main color was red. Mm -hmm. Um, And up until, I think, next season, they've had a jersey, like an alternative jersey they wear like two, three times a year that was in Chinese, that had like basically all the whole thing. And they do the Mexican, like the, the Latino uh, mm-hmm. Central American night where they're all wearing spurs, but it's like low spurs or low smavs or whatever, and it's got like the whole thing. Who wants to bet that now, uh, since uh, Rui Hashimura was drafted by DC? The um, Japanese guy, right? Yeah, the Japanese, uh, Beninese, I think. He's a Beninese Japanese kid that played for Gonzaga. He is now, he was the ninth overall pick. To the Washington D.C. for to the Washington uh, Wizards. Wizards. So he's going to bet that he that that jersey sells a ton over in Japan. Oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna crush. So uh, I guess Yugoslavia were very big on their basketball um, for some reason. 
were a major basketballing nation and all the ones that now love basketball, like Croatia, Slovenia, Estonia, all that sort of stuff, were either in the Yugoslavian conglomerate or <laughs> around crazy. them. Um, and they all, even though they're not very good now, like they're still churning out the odd very, very good player. It's a yeah. culture now. It's um, been 30 years, And right? it's been their culture for a while. Yeah. yeah. And with the NBA becoming easier and easier to get a hold of with the TVs and the internets and all that sort of shit. The internets. The internets, yeah. Uh, it's... And then being able to have access to it is a big one. Yeah. So, uh, more kids want to play it seriously. And, and not now, to they, mention, now they have a pathway to it. And a lot of NBA teams hire uh, foreign, foreign scouts. And what they'll do is that they will draft players and stash them in Europe. Like, they'll, they'll draft the rights to a European player, let them still play on their team. That's what they did with Rubio, wasn't it? When Rubio first got drafted? Maybe. Or was it, it was another Spanish? They've done, it, they've done it with a lot of people. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll stash them over there, and then they'll, um, when they feel like they're ready, they'll bring them over, and they have the rights to them already. Yeah. Um, it may have happened to Gasol, honestly. Mark Gasol. Um, do they have any specific feeder teams over there? No. Uh, they, they will... They they look at leagues more than anything. I think that the Greek league is pretty high. Obviously, La Liga, La Liga, La Liga is is big. Um, I think the Turkish league is pretty good. Turkish, Greek, all that area are big on the basketball. So. But you also have a lot of college players from here that if they don't make it in the NBA, they'll go overseas and play. Yeah, because they can make a good living. How doing it. how much can you attribute this to Pop? Greg Popovich. He, I think it happened before him. Before him, him and Donnie Nelson embraced. The, they embraced uh, it, but I mean, it was going on beforehand. Need a Sabonis. But the more the successful front. a foreign player was, the more likely the teams were going to try a foreign player. I feel like, like I know Vladi was there and Dirk and Detlef Schrempf, Avita Sabonis. I mean, it just seems like there's been an influx in the last five years, and maybe that goes to what he's saying is that. Those guys entering now, like Luca, grew up probably being able to at least catch a couple basketball games yeah. a year over in Slovenia. Easily. Well, yeah, that, yeah, because and know, not to mention he was in he was in the uh, he was in the Barcelona camp, so he was right. You know, he you know it's their academy for yeah. for basketball. So I mean, he's he was starting. He was he was the MVP of the league when he was sixteen. <laughs> something something nuts. insane like that. I mean, it makes sense when you see how he plays now, though. Yeah, he's he's a man out there. He's and he's been playing against men. Right. But um, I think that does do something different to a player in any sport. Mm-hmm. Like that's why a lot of the players, like Harry Kane, went out on loan to like Millwall and played against men at seventeen, eighteen, and now he came in and is just banging in the goals. Obviously, yeah. and that's been for a couple of years. It'd be interesting. Like, I want to have an episode where we do talk about like the AAU stuff and like. The impact that that shit can have. I think it's really fascinating. How it could also ruin players, probably too. But like, but when it sharpens it, it really sharpens it. Yeah, like. yeah. I, I mean, I think that at, at the heart of it, the NBA is easily the best marketed brand. I think out there globally, as far as U.S. sports, it's the second best. Ooh, God, you think? I think it's better marketed than than the NFL outside of outside of the uh, outside of the borders. Do you think it's better marketed worldwide then, I guess? Yeah. I think it's probably the, the third NFL most played sport in the world behind the NFL football. You think? 
I think the ease. It's so. You think cricket is number two? I would. I was totally taking a guess, but I'm guessing pure numbers, and that's India for you. But that, yeah. Mm. They have Um, a lot of very big countries, actually. Australia as well. I just think that, like, basketball in general also, uh, when you're thinking about, like, how they've marketed the league, because the league is very healthy right now. Yeah. Extremely healthy. They have have multiple stars, and they've had stars for the last 20 years, really. Um, Like, really easily marketable stars that you can put out to the world. A LeBron. People like that. But... They also don't have the warts that, like, a league like the NFL has. Like, where the NFL has failed at, like, taking, taking, like, a problem and not putting a good spin on it. Like, the NBA NBA has... Let's take the anthem. Was their last big wart the mouse at the palace that we covered in that earlier issue? That was a pretty big wart. Um... Thing right now, but I mean, let's look at look at like the anthem deal. You know, you had you had the league office trying to throw down throw down uh, I like rules on what they have to yeah. do down to the players. The players were were bucking back on it. You had the president getting involved with it. The NBA, you never heard anything about it because the NBA was just like the NBA gave their their players the the ability to say if this is what. If, they stand behind their players. That might also be a small factor in that no one was waiting all day for Sunday night. You know what I mean? Like, no one was sitting there. There's always primetime basketball games, but it wasn't like you're waiting a week before your team plays or maybe two weeks when they have a bye. That might have also had a small... But I, but I agree. They let their players be players. They let And they, they let them, you know, say, with, say their piece. And if their- you're a fan of unions... The NBA is the league for you because they let them they let them actually make their money, do their job, and everything. That's else. another huge thing is that the NBA union is the strongest union out there. Yes. It is. So I did some Googling. And the most played and the most popular are different. Very different. Most played and most popular sport? Yes. Okay. Uh, but we'll go so to the NBA draft one of them this. one of them goes for the estimated global following and one of them goes for the uh, amount of Federations that play um, amount of registered clubs that play these sports. Okay. So for the ones that have the most clubs, soccer is obviously number one. Yeah. Every town um, in Europe. Basically. Number two is badminton. Really? Yeah. Um, hmm. It is one of the most popular sports in Asia, and with that many people, you know, it's played regularly uh, on an association level by two hundred and twenty million people around the world. Fuck. And you know what's third? This is the this is even weirder. Field hockey. Hmm. It's third. Where do you get this list from? Is it from jihadwatch.com? <laughs> Played by over a hundred countries on five continents. What the fuck? So which continent is not participating? Antarctica? North America. <laughs> North America yeah. uh, basketball is number five. And um, this is estimated playing. Playing, yeah. Okay, so because when you go to team size may factor. Well, not badminton, but badminton's too. When you go to the rosters, uh, go thirty deep, bro. <laughs> well, that's why I'm wondering if that's that is skewing because you only need two. Yeah, at most. Um, most popular sports. The following is uh, football, then cricket, then field hockey again, 
I don't know when the fuck field hockey got so popular. The fact that I had one and two, I'm ecstatic. There you go. Basketball is number seven globally. 825 million viewers per season. Nice. Baseball behind it with 500, then rugby and golf. Table tennis number six. 875 million as opposed to basketball's 800. I'm going to be careful with what I say, but there's a part of the world that really skews those numbers, I feel like. Um, well, there is. That's why there's 2.5 billion in cricket, and yeah. there's like a billion people in India and Pakistan who right. <laughs> watch it. Like, there you go. <laughs> that's that's just the facts. Like, and a lot of uh, a lot of Asia is very much into the cricket too, and a lot of those are very big countries with lots of people watching it. Kyle, uh, we'll touch on the draft just a little bit because you did a little preview for us last episode, which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any signings? that were a surprise or that baffled you in any way? Uh, a little bit. Uh, number five overall, Cleveland, even though I thought he was going to be a high pick, Darius Garland, I don't think he makes much sense in Cleveland since they drafted a point guard last year. In so to have two point guards and as your first pick the last two years, I don't know what that really means for the team. It doesn't make much sense. Um, Minnesota went out and got Jarrett Culver which I like the pick, um, kind of offsets the whole, you know, Jimmy Butler left thing, but they're also in need of a point guard. Yeah. Kobe White was right there for them. They didn't take him. Um, they needed a point guard. Um, I love the fact that Atlanta got DeAndre Hunter because, once again, I think he's going to be one of the, if not the best player in this draft, he's going to be one of the top, he's going to be a top three player. Was DeAndre Hunter the guy you said that was incredible on defense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. UVA? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was a little surprised. One of my sleepers, Cameron Johnson. Cam Johnson went number 11 to Phoenix. Um, I think that's a bit of an overdraft. Because you were expecting him late first, right? I was expecting him late first, early second. I, there's nothing that really, especially since he was a senior, you know. Yeah. Um, dude can shoot. There's no doubt about it. Just didn't see him going that high. Um, Charlotte getting PJ Washington. I think that's a good pick. It's a safe pick. I think. Um, At this point, is anybody coming to Charlotte? Good news for Charlotte because they can't get. They're going to be shit next year. They're going to be awful. They're going to be shit, but I think it's a good thing. Well, they lost their best player, didn't they? Yes. What's his name? Kemba Walker. But if they had re-signed him, they would have been they would have been uh subjugating themselves to five more years of chasing a seven or eight seed. They wouldn't have had any money to sign anybody else. This at least gives them money going forward and a young core where they can kind of restart, maybe get a good draft pick next year. Um, He'll be just good enough to get ninth place in the East. I already said that, watch, Nick Batum is going to come out and have a career year and they're going to win 36 games and get the 11th pick again. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it'll be be terrible. And then overdraft somebody. Yeah. (laughs) Stupid. Um... I think that New Orleans had a wonderful draft. Their um, team is average age is like twenty one now. Well, like they're starting yeah. five estimated before JJ got signed there. Yeah, <laughs> boosted it up to eighty five. Um, but I, yeah, I, th- I thought that New Orleans had a wonderful draft. I think that they're going to surprise some people this year because even though they're super young, I think they have a ton of talent now. Between Zion, they drafted Jackson Hayes, the center out of Texas. Um, after trading down, because they had the uh, 
they had the fourth overall pick from the Lakers. And instead, they knew that Atlanta wanted DeAndre Hunter. They said, okay. They kind of they got that pick and they got the 17th pick from it. So they drafted Nikhil Alexander Walker from Virginia Tech with that pick. Um, they threw they got a, they got a lot of guys and that to go along with Brandon Ingram and even the Lonzo Ball is whatever Lonzo Ball and Josh Hart and Drew Holiday who's still there and then signing JJ Redick. I think that they're going to be a they're going to be an interesting team going forward. Um, the other guy that I had earmarked as like a uh, or the two other guys that I had earmarked as uh, sleepers. Uh, one was Grant Williams. Um, he actually went in 22 to, to a Boston. I think he kind of fits perfectly there with everybody else at 6'7". Um, <laughs> they're going to be completely positionless there. But I think they, they needed big guys, especially after um, with him being 240. I think that you should be able to throw his weight around there and do something. Um, and also, uh, Bull Bull. He slid. He slid. Very, very far. He fell to 44. To Denver, he was supposed to injury top man. fifteen, but he's an injury. Yeah, he yeah. had an injury in college. Bad injury, and you know, once again, tall people. When you when you have those kind of injuries to feet and ankles and legs, they tend to linger. You don't have much weight to you. What? I feel Carl saying is very smugly because he's short. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> um, no. It's just a, it's a. Th- he's seven foot two, two hundred and ten pounds. Yeah, and he is a stick. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, no, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. He's a chicken leg. He's, he's a chicken leg dude. So it doesn't. I don't think I've. I mean, him and Peter Crouch. I, mean, <laughs> he's skinny, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but Peter Crouch isn't seven foot two. He's like six foot ten. Is he that tall? He's uh, maybe maybe not. Let me have a look. He's incredibly tall for a footballer. He's like six. Well, he looks six, six, seven. Well, he looks. Let's kick off free agency. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and I'm gonna start. Let's answer some of these questions we got from. Uh, I'm not sure if he even listens, but he works with us. Uh, Ty from Charlotte, six foot eight. Tall dude. Powerful. Did you look at your football manager? No, I just googled it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> First thing he asked was, do you think the Nets... You know what? I'm going to save that one for once we talk more free agency. But let's go the first one. That Does Malcolm Brogdon blossom into a franchise cornerstone in Indiana? So Malcolm Brogdon, he was signed as a restricted free agent. Um, was he with Indiana before? No, he was with the Bucks. Okay. Uh, he was with the Bucks, and he signed a deal... Let's see, how much was it... A four-year, $85 million contract with Indiana. Um, so they hope he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's the other thing is that there's a ton of money being thrown around because caps, caps are, are, uh, the cap space has gone up. Um, is this still like that 13% rate every year? Because it was wild for like two or three something years. It's something insane. It's something insane. And it just keeps on going up because they have to take like the average amount of like the average contract and and you know average that out and it's yeah. strong unions <laughs> yeah yeah it's exactly um, now does he blossom into a as into a franchise player I think that he's going to be a great number two on that team to Victor Oladipo uh, Oladipo I think is going to be your your uh, franchise player there and Oladipo was well on his way last year before he got hurt. He was having a great year. Uh, but I think that Brogdon bringing him in, he's a steady hand. At point, He's a big point guard, like 6'5". 
Um, another UVA kid. He's uh, a defender. Right? He's a really good defender, and I think that this gives Indiana the best defensive backcourt in the league. Now, what is going to hurt them is lo- losing uh, Bohan Bogdanovich. A guy can shoot, and he, he signed a four-year, $73 million contract with Utah. Um, Brogdon, I'm not totally sure how great his shooting is. Uh, if I remember from college, he's a serviceable shooter. Oladipo's not a great shooter. Uh, and then you have two big guys in Miles Turner and um, uh, Sabonis, uh, Arvita Sabonis' son. Uh <laughs> This, that, that, that'll get a, a bulk of the playing time. Do you think that they lost because he's in the East and the East is largely the worst conference that his signing in Indiana allows him to be to maybe even guarantee the Pacers a playoff spot for the next few years? They already were. Where in the West his signing wouldn't be as big of a deal? I think his signing in the West could have pushed some teams over the uh, over the edge. Um, I think that he would have been a perfect signing for Dallas. Yeah, uh, to to give That's you what a, everybody was saying. It's, well, it would have um, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, he's a uh, he yeah. white. Nope, he's mixed. The first thing mixed. was a pretty good indicator, though. He's a mixed kid. I think very very light skinned black guy. I feel, well, uh, but not that it matters. No, but well, um, it clearly does because it's <laughs> Dallas. Dallas likes to like yeah that's true. <laughs> they only like European players apparently. He too, yeah, he too, yeah, his skin was just too dark for Dallas. Also, to really Malcolm in the middle. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I just get a layout. I couldn't even. I don't know where to go from that. Um, um, he said, "I should have known that he wasn't white by the first name Malcolm." Oh, okay. Malcolm in the middle was not a black lad. Well, I can't. Argue that logic, that's, honestly. That's, that's a very fair. solid point. And he's probably the most famous, definitely the most famous Malcolm of all time. Not Malcolm X. <laughs> as, as most would lead you to believe. Um, <laughs> do you suppose he was named How are we ever going to get out of this? Uh, so, do I think he's, to answer the question, do I think he's going to be a franchise player? I think he's going to be a very, very good player for them. Um, I think that they still kind of slot in at that f- six through four spot in the East. That's where the Indiana Pacers sound like they should be, no matter what their team is. Yeah. It's the fifth seed. They should always be a fifth seed. Yeah. And they're a dangerous fifth seed. Nobody wants to play them. Especially when Dunleavy was there. Hmm. Uh, so, building on that, um, do you want to start listing off some of the signings? We'll stop. Oh, sure. Let's let's start off with the, the the two big ones. Let's go. Let's go to Brooklyn. Kyrie and KD. Yeah, to, Ka- uh, both four year deals. KD is four year one sixty four million, and Kyrie a one year or four year one forty two million. Uh, Kyrie's an awesome signing. Kevin Durant's an awesome signing, pending that he comes back normal. Is Kyrie an awesome signing? I think he's still a top six point. I think he's a top ten. I think he's probably a top six point guard in the East. Oh, and this yeah. is and this is for for anyone who is yelling at the radio, listening, um, or whatever they listen to us on. I haven't watched the NBA consistently. And when did the Mavs win? Two thousand eleven. Since two thousand thirteen, 
Okay. When we kept holding out for another free agent and it just kept not happening. Well, that's still going on. Um, yeah, it turns out nothing's changed. Um, but, so there's been a lot of turnover. But Kyrie, I always, I don't know, I always thought Kyrie was great to watch. Sure. A really great player. Subject to mistakes, like any of us, but he had handles that nothing else. He was an he was an as a fan of and one the and one mixtape tour. I was a big fan of Kyrie because he could dribble his ass off. So here's my thing with um with Kyrie. He pitched a shit fit when he was in Cleveland. Because he wasn't the guy because LeBron was there. So he wanted to leave Cleveland and be the guy. He went to Boston last year and was the guy. Or the year before, but he was hurt. But last year he got to play and he was the guy. And like halfway through the season, he like apologized for for handling handling the way he did. Realized that he should never be the guy because he's not the guy. He needs somebody to rein him in and be the number one man on the team. KD can be that guy. Um, problem is, Katie and Kyrie are both batshit crazy. You think Kevin Durant's crazy? He has burner accounts on Twitter, so he can, so he can, uh... It was Instagram, I think, wasn't it? It's either Twitter or Instagram, so he can, so he can monitor people hating on him and try to, like, give them, like, uh, like, counterpoints. He also can't play for a year, so, like, maybe they need to just, like, get him into therapy or something for a year. Behind every genius, they say, are insecurities. So perhaps... Kanye. Kanye's a good example. Shakespeare. Shakespeare's an even better example. <laughs> uh, perhaps... <laughs> perhaps <laughs> Kevin Durant's Is actually... He's actually a genius, him. and it's actually... Freddie Mercury. Maybe Kevin Durant is actually... Kevin no, Tyler. I'm not actually mad online. Michael Jackson. Oof. It's a tough way to end it. Maybe he's just. just I'm not. Mad. Maybe maybe he's just insecure. And no, I'm not mad online. You're a bad online. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I my, my views of Kevin Durant is that he's like slipping into like insanity in the last couple of years. I I don't know. I, That's sad. It's he's still insanely good. Oh, he is. He's super super good. Part of the problem. And he's just so insane everywhere. Yeah, it's just. But <laughs> but, you, but the thing is that you need. Him to be the rock for for Kyrie Irving to latch on to. Yeah, but <laughs> and I, I, maybe DeAndre Jordan can be the but not the, third, both not the third rock from the sun because Kyrie does not believe that the Earth is round. Oh God, there's that too. Who doesn't believe that? Kyrie Irving, he's a flat earther. I wonder if I could get him to sponsor my flat Earth FC run in Football Manager. Potentially, flat Earth FC probably. I bet he supports them. They're going to be a big player. We're going to do a follow up uh, next season on every flat Earth game and see. How they're, how they're fair in the fourth tier of we are we are going to be football. we are going to be the official podcast of Flat Earth FC oh, Jesus. and their fourth division campaign <laughs> gotta change our branding some bad shit um, but I do think that these these kind of uh, signings do kind of let the Nets move up into that top four echelon um, even this year, I think they're going to be a middle of the playoff team with Kyrie because you do have DeAndre Jordan. You do have Garrett Temple coming in, who's a nice piece. You got um, Dudley just left. Hmm? I think Jared Dudley's there, isn't he? Is he still in the league? He got sent to the Lakers. 
Through a table. Based off of it's shooting at the third table. <laughs> um, it works in so many levels. And they still have, like, Karis LeVert. Uh, they, they've got players there. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie's still there. They've got players. They should be fine. Um, who do you they, think... Mm-hmm. Who do you think... So, so you think both of those... In a vacuum, or good signings together, it might not be great. Um, I think that people are calling for championship right now, and I say pump the brakes. I want to see what KD comes back as. I want to see what he looks like when he is the number one man. Because he was, st- even though he was one of the best players on that team in Golden State, he wasn't the number one guy. The guy that they go to for for questions and answers are it was, it was Steph Curry. Yeah. Um, that's, that was his team. It always was his team. Um, it was his team in Oklahoma City, and they looked good, but he was very quiet. He's, he's a very, he doesn't like the media so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a very contentious relationship with it. Unlike, unlike Kawhi, who doesn't really seem like he cares for the media, but he doesn't have a contentious relationship. Yeah. He's just like, He's just quiet. He's just weird. <laughs> well, there was that. There was the the tweet that said he's going to announce his team by updating his LinkedIn profile. It's <laughs> uh, pretty. Which sounds just exactly right. I wouldn't mind moving to Kawhi for a second because he hasn't signed yet. And do you want to finish on Kawhi? Because I figured it's sure. to finish. We can finish on Kawhi. Okay. Um, Jimmy Butler signs a four-year, one forty-two million dollar contract with Miami. Feels right. Um, part of a uh, sign and trade. Sixers get Josh Richardson. Um, there was like there was like four teams in that that deal. There was, there was a ton that was going on in that deal. Um, Jimmy Butler, I, I, I don't. Weird. I have a mixed feelings about him because he seems like a bit of a of a locker room cancer. He seems to be a, a malcontent everywhere he goes. Um, Has he been on a good team? That Minnesota team should have been really good, and he was just on the 76ers. Mm. He got traded to the Sixers this past year. Why are they called 76ers? Philadelphia, 1776. Um, that's where the Liberty Bell is. You should know about. Why should I know that? I don't know. Am I, I from like, Philadelphia? I feel like it's a pretty big date in America's independence. Oh well. Specifically, given England, given England the, was on the other end of that. Given so. the rabid, the rabid American I am, yeah, I should have known. Well, England was on the other end. So. I don't care. You win some, <laughs> you lose some. Um, the guy who the Nets are. Uh, the Nets are replacing um, with Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell is now in Golden State after a sign and trade. Um, so basically, they 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 claimed his rights, and then when they signed Kyrie, they uh, they renounced his rights. <laughs> Sweet of Yeah, uh, four year, one hundred and seventeen million dollars though for him to go to Golden State. Um, Who did the Clippers sign that was surprising? Didn't they sign? They re-signed Patrick Beverly. Um, I think the re-signed. I thought Beverly was with the Rockets. No, he's been with the Clippers for a bit. Um, I think that he was part of the Chris Paul trade, maybe. That makes sense. Um, but it was a deal that you know a lot of people thought he was going to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Three or forty million dollar contract. I mean, that's right in line with what everybody thought, and the Mavericks could have easily matched that or gone ahead. I, I, 
sounds like it was more of like a lifestyle thing. I like the signing of JJ Redick to New Orleans to give them some some uh, veteran leadership on the team. As much as I hated JJ Redick in college, he's turned into a pretty damn good NBA well, player. Um, do you think that New Orleans team, even though they're young, uh, do you think they win the East if they're in the East? No. Seventy Sixers are there. Sixers are there. The Bucks are there. Uh, do you think they finish third? If Kawhi didn't go to the Raptors? Oh, that Raptors team is still kind of nice, but we'll see what happens with them. Um, who else is in the... Indiana, I don't know how they how they match up with Indiana. If that New Orleans course stays and develops as you expect it to, maybe. Aren't how they called the Pelicans, though? The Pelicans? See, they have no rights to win anything being called Pelicans. <laughs> That's got to be one That's of the... That's coming from the guy <laughs> cheering on, the, cheering sea- on the Seagulls. seagulls. Yeah, but pelicans pelicans are just trash. The seagulls are rats with wings. Yeah, but then uh, pigeons are rats with wings. The seagulls are rats with wings that like water. They're swimming rats that They're water blow rats. up with alcohol. Pelicans, I've never seen a pelican blow up from an alcohol seltzer, though. Yeah. Do you know what? I'd love to see a fight between a seagull and a pelican. A seagull would eat its ass. Wow, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> the pelican would probably kick the seagull's right? ass. The pelican would stomp the seagull. You reckon? Yes. Uh, the seagull would fit in the pelican's beak. Yeah, but the pelican's got to get it first. The seagulls come to whatever you put in your hand. The seagull would just have to sit there, wave a little fish that's in its fucking gullet, and the fucking seagull would it dive would in. like the, uh, the mountain and the... What's his name? The viper. Striking Vipers? The Hound? No, but oh, his head crush. In Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right, that's an, I'll draw the line here, because Game of Thrones, we're not getting there. Um, I've had it. <laughs> Good riddance, Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, so as of this recording, July 3rd, Kawhi hasn't decided, but I think it's pretty clear that it's either Lakers or Raptors to this point, right? That's the only players that I've heard. Mm, I think the Clippers are still in it. Do you really think the Clippers have a chance? Yeah. Who's he at now? He was with the Raptors. He was oh, with the so Raptors. he may just sign back with the Raptors. He yeah. may just sign back. They just won that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, does he want to make himself a legend? He's so weird, man. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on with Kawhi. He's, he's the weirdest cat out there. And How so? Does he believe the ass is just a hologram? Is there an equivalent? No, I'm trying to think of an equivalent in any other sport. He's just... He's that much of a nutter that you can't even pick a single... Well, I mean, he's just so matter-of-a-fact and just, like, laid back and chill. I got an... All right, here it is. So, you know how Germany... What Germany, as an I'm international worried. football team... I'm worried. Is... <laughs> Where are we going? As now? Germany... No, God. As Germany is an international football team, they're known as what? Like a machine, right? Yeah, an efficient... An efficient machine. machine. If that was a personality, that's that's Kawhi Leonard. So he's just he's a droid. He's a he really is a droid. He's he's basically a German. Yeah, he's a German caricature. Yeah, he um, he's insanely good. He's won championships in two different cities now. Albeit this was the first year he he was the guy. He was in San Antonio. So this is where it gets weird. San Antonio. Um, he was uh, known for succeeding. Known for succeeding with droids, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, they are a, an extremely efficient team. Uh, in fact, they were the most boring team in the world to watch in the mid two thousands. Even though because they just beat you with fundamentals, okay. <laughs> it would be like 
pick and roll for a layup. (laughs) Mid-range jump shot. (laughs) Sounds like the sort of thing Jose Mourinho would wank off to. Um, But they're extremely good. And they drafted Kawhi Leonard, and they... He won a championship with him, and their coach is known as probably the best coach in the NBA. Uh, he's extremely free he thinker. The, I think he's the best. The first one to, to hire a hire a woman as a as a, as an assistant coach. Like, I mean, he's he's very out of the box thinking. You think they'd be perfect for such a weird dude like Kawhi? Kawhi gets sideways with him with them a couple of years, like. Uh, last year gets hurt and never comes back. He just never shows up. He just said he's rehabbing. That's what he said. But he was... (laughs) (laughs) It was just weird. So then they traded him to Toronto. He said at the starting of the season, I'm not playing. Because nobody thought that people were even going to play for them because he didn't want to go to Toronto. And then he shows up. And then they go on and win the the NBA championship because he's a badass. And they had good pieces around him. So now it's like, does he want to go back? Maybe. He's a legend up there. And he kind of likes being the guy, but he's very quiet. Apparently he talks really weird trash during games, which is really funny. Yeah. Like, and Toronto media Toronto media is not all on his shit either. Like, I mean, yeah. they might be after the championship, but, like, they're not as – they're not like American media or, like, in Dallas – that's for a good example because it was football town. But in New York, the Knicks are talked about all the goddamn time, no matter how good or right. bad they are. I get what you mean. If he yeah. goes to L.A. for the Lakers, he's going to get talked about all the time. But he's not going to be the number one man on that team. It's going to be LeBron, and it's going to be LeBron's, you know. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, who is LeBron's client, which is so stupid. I hate that. He's his agent? <laughs> um, LeBron James' company, like, agency that he, like, started, like, with Rich Paul. Rich Paul is his agent. It seems so tampering and so. All right, I take back the strong union thing. That's that's this is this, going no no this is this is this is absolutely bullshit. Um, I heard them talking about it on the ticket. Uh, so they got Anthony Davis to like waive his like four million dollar fee for being traded. Mm-hmm. All that they have to do is fucking like Venmo it to him afterwards. I get. LeBron offered him a part in in a in Space Jam Two. So it's it's so skeezy. I'll sign for him too. Um, yeah. It's it's skeezy. I don't. I, uh, but um, but if Kawhi goes there, I think he's like the number two or number three player on that team. Um, not talent wise, but like personality wise, and I don't know how much he'd like that. Because you see, it seems like he likes to be the guy right. that they go to. LeBron's going to want the ball in his hands there. If he goes to the Clippers, he gets to be home back in the LA area, but he's going to be the guy. If give me percentages on their chance of winning their respective conference. If he signs the Raptors, chance uh, that the Raptors win the East. Um, I think it's year. a sixty-six percent chance. Sixty-six percent. If he goes to the Lakers, his chance of winning the West. Oh. Uh, with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and himself. And Kyle Kuzma. And then the carcass of J.R. Smith or something like that, because they'll just sign a bunch of clowns. So same thing with JJ. I feel like JJ Reddick would have fit in. Oh, I don't want him there. Um, 
The West is so much better. See, and I don't know how the personalities and mix between they love, and they love each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, eighty percent. Eighty percent. I think so. I, I I eighty percent if they love each other. So Clippers, and everyone loves each other. Um, I think they probably have the worst chance of winning their twenty percent. Oh. What's one and eight? One eighth of a hundred? Sixteen percent? No. Um, I'm gonna go with ah forty five percent. Forty five percent. I think Kawhi is that big of a game changer, and the Clippers were good without him last year because he's gonna probably neutralize Steph whenever they play Golden State. Yeah, and Patrick Beverly's on that team too. He plays lockdown so defense. So he can do it too. Yeah. Um, and Golden State's not the issue. It's the Denver's of the world. It's the, the Utah's Portland's. The Utah's got Utah is looking real good with with Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy uh, uh, Rudy Gobert, and uh, Bogdanovich. Now, that's a statement. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah, a fun team. There, that's a statement. Um, but it's the Denver's of the world. Oklahoma City is still there. They've got Paul George. They've got Russell Westbrook. We don't know what the there. fuck the Rockets are going to do. We'll see how Chris Paul and and uh, Harden. James Harden get to work together, but I mean they still have Clint Capella, they still have PJ Tucker, they still have um, Eric Gordon. They got guys. There's a lot of competition. In the Where's office. Birdman at nowadays? Meth lab. Meth. <laughs> so percentage percentage chance of him winning either conference <laughs> zero. <laughs> he could blow things up though. Um, but you had those three stars in L.A. If they have a good relationship, it's going to be tough to beat them. Yeah. I don't know who runs the point. Probably LeBron brings the ball up the court. Um, he did that a lot with Miami, even. With yeah. With Boston Wade. Yeah. And then Wade running around and doing his thing. And Kawhi could run around and do his thing. And yeah. AD could spot up and post up. Yeah. And then Kyle Kuzma. Nobody talks There's about him. He's fucking so many, good. So many goddamn alley-oops. Like, all day. I don't want the Lakers to do that. Now, if he goes to the Clippers, though, I think it helps out the Mavs. Because I don't think... It, I think that they'd have to move some cap. And they might have to move Danilo Gallinari. And Gallinari's money matches up well with the Mavs. That'd be a nice sell. I'll take Gallinari. He's a shooter. Another European. Yeah, another European, white. Fits right in for Dallas. <laughs> um, any final thoughts before we end this episode? Um, no. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the NBA. Anything. Oh, NBA? No, it doesn't have to be NBA. What are we doing for 4th of July? Any plans? Nothing. It's going to be wonderful. Josh, any plans? Spider-Man. You said you were going to kneel for the anthem all day, didn't you? Uh, I don't plan on hearing the anthem. Anytime you hear They're the They're going to play it before Spider-Man. Because it's the 4th of July. But I've been around the anthem a few times, and I just chill out and just let you enjoy your moment. Uh, in a power ranking of national anthems... Yes. God Save the Queen above or below America's national anthem? Oh, that's tough. Is Because I think... Here. See, I don't think they're... I don't think America's... I don't think America's is that as good as God Save the U.S. Queen. I'll take Canada over. I'll take O'Canada over. Well, that is God Save the Queen. I was going to say different that. Lyrics. Yeah, it's, just, so. it's, 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 it's the remix. The US still has a moment where you can proper, like, blast out some tune. And, like, God Save the Queen also has it. Awful. Probably the UK is above it based on it's not as long. That's Because it needs to also be, like, short and snappy 
And like the U.S. is not short and is snappy. It, is it probably like harder? It it's harder to botch too, right? Because there's not as many words. It doesn't. Right. And and, and the vocal range doesn't go. Like, you don't have someone put themselves place. someone put themselves over when they're singing it and trying to hit <laughs> all the notes. Yeah, they're just trying to make it themselves famous. Over over singing everything. All right, everybody. Thank you for <laughs> thank, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a. Uh, Part two of our special conspiracy episode live Bobby in the house. You did not see that coming. You did not see it coming. Um, or you did. I guess it's... It was just a Nazi joke. Oh. You did not see that coming. Bobby's going to come in here and talk Nazis. Uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>